And hello, friends. My name is Eric Hurt, and I'm here with my brother, Mike Cleveland. And we're here to do a testimony with our brother, Greg. Brothers, how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing great, Eric. Thanks so much for having us, and I look forward to, to talking with uh, Greg today. Wonderful. Now, Greg is, he went through the 30-day purity uh, boot camp course, and then went through the 10-lesson uh, mentorship course and now greg is a mentor in training with setting captives free and we're just so delighted to have him here today he wanted to share his testimony and so today i thought we would uh, use galatians 5 and galatians 5 1 says for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery Jesus came to set captives free, but before we talk about that, I wanted to focus on the yoke uh, of slavery mentioned here. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about being slaves to sin, and Mike and I were bound by this yoke of slavery for many years. Uh, we were in desperate need of being freed and being released from this heavy yoke of slavery. So, Greg, can you relate to this yoke of slavery? What was it like for you? Well, I, I, I found the yoke of a very, uh, very miserable existence. Um, it was my secret, and I wanted to keep it that way. As a member of the leadership team at the in the local church, uh, the pressure was intense to keep it hidden. Uh, the emotional turmoil was excruciating. And while others were, I'm sure, were, were trying to overcome this sin as well, I didn't know about it, that they were, and it felt like I was in this battle alone. I knew scriptures like James 5.16 talk about confessing to others, but that seemed, it seemed to me that if I confessed, um, I would be ostracized and banished from any useful service in the church. And then I convinced myself by saying a prayer of confession, and that would be good enough. Problem is uh, I wasn't convinced that God was paying attention to me. I was fully aware of uh, the verses like in Isaiah 59, too, that says uh, your sins that uh, you have will cut you off from God. And because you have sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. And I was in that position. God not listening, the Holy Spirit not revealing Jesus to me or empowering me. When I tried to think about him, all I saw was his angry, fire-filled eyes blaring at me and glaring at me in my sin. I knew God's word was true, and that's why Isaiah 59 struck terror in, my, in fear in my heart, the spiritual position uh, that I was uh, found myself in was just absolutely isolating. And really, um, what I was was an isolating, sinning wreck. Um, I mauled myself with thoughts like I knew better, and I even taught better as an elder. I read God's word, understood God's laws, and and also His intent for my marriage. It wasn't as if I was committing this sin in naivety and was just blatant disobedience. I knew it was wrong. 
And it was as if I didn't care about what God cared about. Sin made me unclean in a way that pushed me away from God and made me feel worthless and idiotic. And there was no way out of this bondage. Most of all, not really what I was doing is not really trusting God to give me freedom from my sin. Nor was I really believing that he would provide forgiveness that I knew I desperately needed. You, you described this really, really well, Greg. Um, you know, the, the sense of separation from God, Isaiah 59, 2, where he did not look on us in our sin. And, you know, when we were in bondage like this, we had this um, darkness upon us, right? We were covered in darkness, which made us isolate ourselves, which... Um, just brought a dark countenance upon us. And, you know, as I, we're on Zoom right now, so I'm looking at you, but all I see is the light. You know, I see Jesus. And, and this is a tremendous transformation from having this yoke of slavery to experiencing what you are right now. Um, and so, um, you know, as we look at, at Galatians 5 further, Paul says, look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he's obligated to keep the whole law. Now, <laughs> Eric and I have talked about this, but there were many years that Christ was of no advantage to me. And the reason is I was trying to do it in my own strength and to keep the law myself. And, you know, and so Christ was no, had no advantage to me. And so, Greg, as you think about this, um, have you, you know, tried finding freedom through obedience, through your own self-effort, through your own struggling to get there kind of thing? What, do you, what are your thoughts about that? Yes, absolutely. Growing up in a, you know, in a Christian home, that was, uh, obedience was paramount. And for 20 years or more, I, I, I approached this then uh, with, uh, I just needed kind of the concept, I just need to be obedient. Uh, I, I found it far easier to understand and try to follow the ingredients of obedience, which is a little habitual Bible reading so that you know the rules and throw in some prayer for God's strength and make it feel spiritual and add a whole lot of willpower, willpower and, you know, I'm, I'm golden, all kind of. Uh, and it was, it's kind of the white knuckle, it's the white knuckle approach of human willpower. It's cannibalizing to one's joy and inner peace. And that's where I was, uh, fearful and miserable and trying hard. And that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and that's Boy. what the law, that's where it leaves you, uh, trying to obey, trying to, uh, we're, you know, we're under the curse of sin and we're controlled by sin and we cannot obey the law we need to obey the law of sin uh, prior to christ and so uh, all that leads to is is just being extremely frustrated alone isolated uh, fearful and on and on the list goes as you've explained already so well greg so uh, reading on further in galatians 5 4 says you are severed from christ you who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. 
so as we can see, uh, we were cut off or severed from Christ trying to be justified by the law rather than by grace. Um, the grace of God through Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. So, Greg, what has God's grace at the cross been like for you, uh, knowing that at one time you were severed from Christ, but now united with him by grace in his death and resurrection power? Well, through the study, I began to realize that the problem wasn't really an obedience issue. It was a heart issue that my heart needed to understand, accept, and believe in God's forgiveness. God had reintroduced Psalm 51 to me. I, I had read those words before, but the passage took on new life and meaning for me. This is the passage that David wrote after being confronted by Nathan with his sin with Bathsheba. I read those verses over and over daily. I actually concentrated on verse 17, the part uh, that reads, you will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O Lord. God used his word to restore me unto himself. A significant step to the restoration of my relationship with God began when with the Bible study Purity Boot Camp. Uh, while my head knew I was forgiven, my heart did not. It had always been difficult for me to make sense of God's grace. God worked in my heart and showed me and helped me understand that the role, the role of the cleansing fountain at the base of the cross, the ever-flowing, overflowing, cleansing, washing of my sin through Jesus' death became real to my heart. That my sin died there with Jesus. It's still there. And the promises and empowerment of that act were sealed when he restored breath to his body, his resurrection. His love demonstrated, his promises kept, and the empowerment of the living hope of Jesus has created an authentic heart change for me. I'm learning that that's a place at the foot of the cross where I need to be daily, a place of his love, a place of prayer to him, a place where forgiveness is provided by him, a place of intimacy with him. Greg, you know, you, you talk about a heart change. And if you compare the power of the cross with the, the world's methods, um, they're just, <laughs> what do you say? There's no comparison, right? In other words, if I put a filter on my computer or I, um, you know, have accountability with, with others and, and there's nothing wrong with those things, I'm not knocking them, but in themselves as an, as an end in themselves, they can't change my heart. Now you just described that you had a genuine heart change and Greg, wouldn't you say that, Anyone who turns and truly looks at the cross experiences that heart change where they see Jesus willingly, freely of his own will, going to the cross in their place, taking their sins upon himself, suffering there for them, paying their price, dying their death. 
this does something to the heart. And as the Holy Spirit applies that message to our hearts, we begin to actually detest impurity, pornography, um, all the things that God hates, we begin to hate. And instead, we find this new love that actually just fills our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this, is, this has been your experience as well, hasn't it? It is. Absolutely. It, it has... Uh, those, those 20 years of extreme... Uh, miserable but extreme trying um where where it seemed uh now looking back um almost seemed like well, just a wasted wasted time but um somehow it didn't connect or make sense until i went you know really believed in my heart um that the cross was for me and it wasn't some vague con- concept out there for um that we we mentioned on Easter morning at church or something of that nature. <laughs> yeah, Paul says, um, you know, that Christ loved me and mm-hmm. gave himself for me. Mm-hmm. Put the personal pronoun in there, and that's so important to to understand, Greg, that Jesus gave up his life for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that he, for the joy set before him, he endured mocking, scourging, bruising, wounding, punishment, the wrath of God, the, the judgment of God, the, and all of that for me, for Greg, right? It has to be where you yourself see personally the power of the cross, right, Eric? That's right, yeah. And, you know, Greg, you had mentioned that, you know, it feels like a wasted life, and we feel the same way, but even the 20 years, God wastes nothing, brother. Now it can just magnify the cross, right? And all that we've been through and all the the sin that we've done, it just elevates the love of God that he would stretch out his arms for us and and, and die for us, our death, uh, that he would stretch out his arms and receive us uh, and then take us and wash us and cleanse us and adopt us into his family. Uh, it's just absolutely incredible. And so those 20 years weren't wasted, brother. Now you say, yeah. look at, look at my life. And that's what we were doing today. Look at my life, 20 years, 20 years. And, and God was so merciful to me. He yeah. was, he was so loving to me. Look at what I've done. Look, look, because mm-hmm. I want to show you what I've done and what I've been saved from and set free from and what my heart has been transformed from as you've so well mentioned here that you've had a heart change brother and and that's really what it's all about um it's all about experiencing this heart change as we look at the cross and it's just uh, been such a a delight to talk to you uh, about what the lord has done in your life and and uh, we just so much appreciate your your testimony brother yeah and so as, as you, we're talking about the cross right now, so let's not leave there for a minute because we've compared the ways of the world, you know, in, in taking steps to make myself right with God, like Adam and Eve, you know, trying to cover themselves with, uh, with their fig leaf, you know. 
Um, but God said, no, that didn't work. And so he put to death an animal in their place. And that pointed forward to the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world on the cross. And so, Greg, as we're thinking about the cross, how has the cross, you know, what Jesus did for you and the Spirit, the cross and the Spirit, um, changed your life? How has it set you free from your, your time of slavery? Well, I realized that God's angry eyes at, at me, at my sin, were being filtered by the cross. Uh, I needed to look at the cross. I needed uh, to look at the cross daily. Christ on it, suffering excruciatingly for me, dying for me, loving me, uh, in order that my life might be saved. <clears throat> believing that my wretchedness was put to death on the cross, that my wretchedness was buried in the tomb, and it's still there uh, from God's perspective, dead and unseen. The cross has become beautiful to me, but I recognize that it was excruciatingly painful for Jesus. Jesus hallmarked that process of death on the cross as an act of love for me more than ever in my life. I recognize that the ferocious, excruciating physical violence of the cross was for me. And without the cross, there is no gospel message of redemption. The intense love for me at the washing of the cross leaves me profoundly without words of description. I guess it's supposed to be that way. Where the cross has broken the chains of slavery to a perpetual porn habit for me. It's changed my fate in eternity. And for that, all I'm left to do is to worship him. <laughs> oh, Greg, that is so awesome, brother. That is just such, brings such a delight to our heart to, to hear you speak about the cross in this way and how your sins are it's it's finished brother right yeah it's finished. finished on the cross you have been set free uh, your heart has been changed your life will never be the same and as as we know it's not just one area of life the lord comes in does the heart change and gives us his spirit and everything changes yes uh you know and so you know greg there's someone listening to us right now, maybe multiple people listening right now, and they've been enslaved for many, many years, uh, maybe 20 years like you, maybe 30 um, or longer or less. It doesn't matter. But they have absolutely no hope whatsoever, Greg. They, they were like us in the past where we, we didn't understand the freedom and the power of, of a death and a burial and a resurrection that Christ came to give us, to you know, the Bible says that Jesus came to set captives free. And so, Greg, somebody listening right now needs this hope. Uh, someone listening right now just needs a word of encouragement from you. And so, Greg, someone listening, what would you say to them right now, brother, to encourage them? I'm more in love with Jesus Christ right now than I've ever been in my life. His love demonstrated by the cross transformed my heart to respond with devoted worship and focus. From a skeptic to a genuine belief in the re reality of his truth, 
what a beautiful relationship he sought, initiated, and brought, bought with a heavy price and established with me. The result is a joy and a peace I could only chase and not obtain prior to the work God did in my heart. In the lessons, I was remi reminded of the New Testament story of the paralyzed man who needed a friend to help him be put in a place to be healed by Jesus. They tore off the roof and let him down into his presence. I've I would ask you, my friend, uh, to allow me to tear the roof off for you and show you where I found the presence of Jesus to be. For I truly believe that Jesus can only heal the emptiness the lifeless spirit with forgiveness and love. Amen, brother. We started with the cross. We end with the only message that can cut and heal the heart, which is the cross, brother. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your testimony, how God can take 20 years of impurity and he can pull you up out of that pit uh, because he came to die for us, to remove the sin from us, and uh, to uh, set our feet on stable and solid ground, right? And uh, to be buried with him and to raise, brother, with power, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. And so, Greg, thank you so much. Your, your testimony uh, has just been a delight to my heart and Mike's heart. We can't wait to, uh, to post this and let it be a, a delight to others' hearts. Well, thank you. I Thank you for and, uh, giving me a chance to share. You're welcome.